Hello and welcome to the Richland 2 Parent University podcast brought to you by the Richland 2 Technology Integration Team. Today we're going to be talking with Tasia King and Nikki Allman about cyberbullying. Nikki, Tasia, tell us what you know. Thank you, Chuck. Yes, thanks, Chuck. Um, Cyberbullying. Ooh, that's a tough subject. It's tough. Did you have to talk about that very much when you were in school? Uh, Not so much in cyberbullying, not Mm -hmm. the cyber part. Now, Mm -hmm. there was some bullying conversations and such, Mm -hmm. and I think that this is a good time to talk about what is cyberbullying. What's the difference between cyberbullying and face-to-face bullying? Yeah. Absolutely, because there's a difference. There is a difference. A difference. And um, cyberbullying is when it takes place on a digital device, mm-hmm. and it can be in um, the form of sending, posting, or sharing negative, harmful, false, or mean content about someone else. And a lot of those, when it says a digital vi- device, it could be a text, it could be an email, instant messaging, social media, um, and then even on the gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's where our kids are, which yes. is a scary thing. One of the biggest differences um, between face-to-face bullying and um, cyberbullying is that it is it's accessible at any time, 24 hours. It's persistent. It can be permanent, um, and it's hard to notice, too, for teachers and parents. So there's a big difference there, and it's it's a huge concern for lots of parents nowadays. And I like that you mentioned it. Uh, it is permanent, and it is something that, you know, if face-to-face, when I was still in the classroom, face-to-face, it stopped. It definitely stopped when the students went back home because a lot of times the kids didn't see each other if it would happen on a playground or walking home, whatever. But nowadays, because it is online and it is, uh, you know, we're going to get into some stats real here real quick and the amount of the percentage of kids that have phones now, making it like you said, 24 mm-hmm. seven. It never ends. No, nope. for some. It is not. So let's talk about some of those statistics. Let's let's qu- take a quiz. All right. So tell me, Tasia, um, I've got a stat here from um, techjury.net. This is where we've kind of looked in. They did a, a post back in February of this year to talk about some recent surveys that they've done. Um, tell me, um, what do you think of the percentage of kids that um, in the U.S. that have experienced cyberbullying at least once? Hmm, at least once? I would say maybe 60%. Okay. 60%. Well, it's actually 34%. Wow. You know, and I was in, I was actually kind of surprised. That was a little mm-hmm. bit lower than I really thought. Um, kind of, I would have thought something more, but when it says at least once, so mm-hmm. it might be just, a, you know, more people, it's more, um, um, happens more frequently. But, um, the yeah so we talked about that it is permanent um this information that's actually going out um creates this this persona and this um uh online reputation whether you are the one bullying and talking about someone and then that person that is being bullied so um that is something to think about that um yeah colleges we talked about this the last time colleges Mm -hmm. look at that jobs look at it careers look at that so Mm -hmm. um it's something to think about as you go to yeah. post that. Is this something you want on your um, digital footprint? Yeah, yeah, or digital tattoo. The now, tattoo, like we yes. About. Yeah. So you can't erase it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to quiz you. Okay. All right. So, about how many percent of LGBT youth have experienced cyberbullying? What do you mm. think? 
Um, let's say uh, 54%. Okay, close. It's 42%. Okay. 42%. So um, it's been said that young people who are perceived as different from their peers are often at risk for being bullied more than others. Um, So um, the stats also show that girls do more of the bullying than boys and girls are more likely than boys to be um, victims and Mm -hmm. perpetrators of cyberbullying. Yeah, I can believe that one. Yeah. So any group that seems to be different, um, they, they can sometimes be bullied a little more than others. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a scary thought. Most kids are so different now. I don't know yeah. how that how you'd be able to classify that. So, I know. All right. Tell me what you think the percentage of children who own a mobile phone and even have multiple social network accounts. Hmm. 70%. Now it's actually 80%. Wow. Yes, 80%. And now this is like ages 12 and up, 13 okay. and up. So, um but I will tell you that with your cyberbullying, um, with the social media, Instagram happens to be the place where it happens most frequently. Mm. Um, that's at 42%. Facebook um, is at 37%. Snapchat's at 31%. Facebook, most of our kids this age don't use Facebooks. They're more on the Snapchat and, mm. and that. And again, having um, knowing what those apps are that your students or children are using mm. helps to know what they're, um, where, what you should check out and be familiar with right wow okay last one for you ready okay about what percent of cyberbullying victims are willing to admit it to their parents Ooh. um how about uh 43 okay a little lower, 38%. Really? 30, 38%, yeah. And we've talked a lot about keeping communication open, especially mm-hmm. um, with these digital, in these digital spaces with digital tools and things like that. Um, and that's important, but for some reason or another, um, only one in 10 teen victims will inform a parent or trusted adult about their abuse. Yeah. I wonder why that is. You know, I, I think. can, I think about um, how open were you when you were a teenager? Yeah, not very open. No. Yeah. Depended on the topic, I think, you know what? And I, I think that it's kind of embarrassing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would want to, if I was a victim of cyberbullying, be able to talk to them to my folks about mm-hmm. that. So yeah. um, I think that, but we never had to talk about it, I guess. That's true. And right now it's just because cyberbullying is so um, common mm-hmm. and now and easier um, that just starting the conversation now, when, yeah. you know, I have a six-year-old and an 11-year-old and mm-hmm. um, I need to conversate with them. Yeah. yeah. And so, I wonder, you know, as parents, sometimes we don't really know how to respond. Um, and so our kids could have a fear of what our reaction is. As yes. well. We've talked about that before. Um, and as I mentioned before, it, sometimes it's hard to notice that these things are happening. So if our mm-hmm. kids aren't telling us or if we can't really pick up on it, yeah. it may gonna go unnoticed. Well, so. you know what? And you make a good point. Let's go into the um, signs if your child is either being bullied or is the bully. And we can talk about some prevention strategies also. Yeah. So let's talk about um, how to prevent it because we hope that it's something that never really happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the reality, we know in our world, some you know, it's more prevalent nowadays. So that communication piece that we talked about earlier is important and talking regularly and specifically with your children is also important. Mm-hmm. Keeping those lines of communication open. Um, another thing would be to spend time learning how the social media apps and a lot of the other um, 
um, digital platforms that our kids are using, how they work, just yeah. being knowledgeable and having um, access to what those things are, um, help us stay informed to be able to help our kids and be aware of some of those behaviors. And based on those stats, Instagram mm-hmm. and Snapchats are the ones to right now really focus on. If you're not familiar, okay. familiar and your students might be on there, um, those would be a good start. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. about if your child is being bullied? All right. So, if you're, um, these are just signs. Um, you know, the big thing is if you see changes in your child that are not what was happening before. Um, and we can go over a couple of them. What I want to do is, um, like, Richland, too, has a great website. Um, it's um there's a cyber or just bullying um, page on our mm-hmm. Richland 2 website that gives even more signs of it. Mm-hmm. But here's just a couple. Um, when your child starts to become more withdrawn or antisocial, um, doesn't want to hang out with family, doesn't want to be with their friends anymore, and this is somebody that used to enjoy that, and then you see a, um, a slack in any hobbies that they were interested, you know, like I could see my daughter's in gymnastics, and if there was a change in not wanting to do it or not doing activities that they used to enjoy, um, mm. there's a, you know, if, you know, going with the the idea that one in 10 children talk to their parents about it if they're unwilling to share and discuss information about their online activities they might be too embarrassed that's something that if that changes you guys used to talk about it and then all of a sudden they don't want to could be Um, and then just kind of the the mindset of when they're off that device they're upset or frustrated all of a sudden every time they get off of it so Yeah. Um, but if you're if your child is a victim, um, tell your child not to respond to the cyberbully threats. Okay. Um, or hard. the comments. Yes. Yeah, that's hard. Take a screenshot, save it, um, and print those out. Take those to at least the school counselor. They'll be able to kind of help out, guide you in the direction that you need to go. They're yeah. a good source um, for you to start with. Mm-hmm. So one of the hard points of discussion, though, is if your child is the one doing the bullying. A lot of times yeah. we spend time. Talking about if your child is bullied, but we do know sometimes our kid can be the one that is yes. bullying. So, um, and it's hard to notice and recognize those signs too. But if your child has multiple social media accounts with fake usernames, that just might be a red flag. Um, so, being a part of um, following your kids and staying up to date with what they're doing online with social media, really important. Next, if your child quickly closes a device or screen when you enter the room, that might be a red flag as well. Well, why would they be so quick to kind of shut you out and keep you out of what they're doing? Might be a flag. And lastly, if you're if your child gets overly upset, like if you take their device away and it becomes a huge issue where they're upset or angry, um, why would that be so? That might be something to look into. And again, these these tips and signs are things that would be out of the ordinary. Yes. If your child was you know, behaving in one way and then their behavior drastically changed to show some of these signs, Correct. that might be right. um, a clue. So what do you do if your child's a bully? That's a hard conversation to have. Yes. It is, but it's important. So um, one of the things that you can do is, the biggest thing is for them to develop that empathy piece. Why Why did you do what you did? Um, and what were you feeling when you decided to make those comments or behave that way online? What was your motive? Um, also asking them to reflect on how the victim feels. Um, what was the impact on the victim? 
And has this ever happened to him or her? Because if it's mm. something that's happened to them, they just may be mirroring those actions and, right. and you know, retaliating on someone else because they don't know what to do with those feelings. Um, and lastly, um, have him or her read online commentary, maybe on social media or other online platforms to discuss the impact that comments can have on others. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of learning opportunities out there to have those discussions on how comments placed online can affect others and their feelings. Right. So those are that's a hard conversation to have, mm-hmm. but it's it's yeah. needed. Yes. And is yeah. needed. Well, those are some good tips. And again, mm-hmm. Richland 2's website has a great place to go for more information. Mm-hmm. We only shared three signs, mm-hmm. but there's others. There's more to yeah. it than that. Um, and then um, we do have, even though we have this podcast, um, Tasia, where can we find this resource? We have a PDF that people can go to, our parents yes. can go to for a printout. So glad, because it's it's hard to just share this um, without providing you with a graphic. So we've done that on our website, beyondintegration.org. If you go there and you click on the Parent University tab, we have provided you with a copy that you can download and share um, with other parents and um others at your schools um, to spread the word on what cyberbullying looks like, the signs to recognize if your child is bullied or if they are the bully. Okay. Great. Yes. Thank you, guys. Um, You both mentioned quite a bit the uh, need for good communication between the parents and the children. What are some tips and strategies that you can give for parents on how to keep these communication lines open and get their students to talk about what they're doing online and what's happening with them online because without that communication it's hard to know you know a lot of the signs and and things that you gave us are very helpful but if you're not communicating then you don't always know what's happening so what are some tips and tricks that you guys have for parents okay that's a good one. I'll give just a couple of examples. I'll tell you one. And this is coming from my own experience um, being a mom. Um, the moment the interest is there, we start to have the conversation and we talk about it before we even, um, you know, I've been on social media and mainly Facebook for personal, but I have Twitter and Instagram for my um, work for professional professional and just showing those and having conversations of of um being on there what the purpose is what's supposed to do but you know when when my son went in and got the gaming system we talked a lot about what was going to be there because this is a worldwide it is open and people come into these games whenever so as a mom i was very worried about that whether it was a cyber bullying or putting too much information out he didn't we had to have the conversation of what you can say and things like that so the moment um, the interest was there because we do communicate other you know other things we have a pretty transparent um, uh, relationship when it comes to conversations um, I started talking about it with them mm-hmm. um, one thing that I tried to that's great too because um, you're, you're starting at the beginning when the mm-hmm. interest is there that's when you when you have their attention um, so that's a great strategy for me um, my daughter's a little older and a lot of times we do talk about what friends post on social media and we talk about um, how she feels about it, whether it's mm. someone that's doing something really silly or outlandish. Um, we do look at the comments because she'll bring that to me. We've opened up the conversation, the dialogue for her to feel comfortable to say um 
mom, did you see this? Or, oh my gosh, this happened. So we talk a lot about how the person that posted that picture or posted that comment, how they felt, maybe their intentions, maybe they thought they looked nice. Maybe this was a happy moment for them and how those comments can really make them feel, which um, talked, which we connected to a little bit about if your child is a bully, not saying that she is, but I just like to keep the conversation open of, um, you know, when those when those opportunities do come up to talk about why people are posting what they're posting, we talk about it and we talk through it and how the victim per se could be impacted. Right. Um, their feelings. So, I mean, we're constantly, and I follow her. I click around on people that are yes. following her. Um, I look at the comments. I'm really involved with that. Um, and I don't always comment on her things because I'm just more so watching, <laughs> um, just kind of lurking there to see what's yeah. going on. But um, I try to... Um, keep my eye out to see who's following her, who she's following, and what kind of comments are being left. Right. Um, and the conversation comes about as as needed. As things, yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's so. a great strategy. That's authentic because mm-hmm. it's right there. And oftentimes, as if it's somebody that she's following, that's yeah. somebody that she cares about mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Tasia, for all the great information. This podcast was brought to you today by the Technology Integration Team at Richland School District 2. Please check us out at beyondintegration.org and click on the Parent University Podcast for our latest podcast. Thanks again and have a great day.